Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Race Car with Gareth Hall. Text in anytime on 0499 736 736. And for all today's tips, head to the Track Hub on the SEN app. Um, and it's a big day of racing right across the country. Caulfield, looking forward to that. The Chairman Stakes is the feature race there. We've also got a terrific program at Rose Hill. Those two-year-old races are going to be something else, the Canterbury Stakes and also the Whitten Stakes. Usually we see horses that will be ultra-competitive in a blue diamond, but especially at a golden slipper starting today. Eagle Farm, Ascot's a handy enough meeting. It's a big program there at Ascot because of that meeting that was abandoned on Wednesday. A few of those races have been pushed over to today. And Morfordville are on the parks track there. So hopefully we can mark your race car with a few winners. And harness racing tonight, it's one of the biggest nights of uh, the, the, the year with, of course, the Hunter Cup and also the Great Southern Star. Let's catch up with our first guest, Andy Gath is about to join us, of course, the trainer of the superstar, Catcher Wave, who takes on Leap to Fame in the AG Hunter Cup tonight. He's the second favourite. Leap to Fame's all of the rage at around $1.50, and the, the champion trainer joins us now. G'day, Andy. Very good, I go. Um, how's things, mate? Uh, big night of harness racing. You've got two strong chances. Majestuoso is the intriguing runner in the Great Southern Star as well, but we'll start with Catcher Wave. Are you happy with him heading into to the uh, Hunter Cup? Yeah, no, he's in great order. We couldn't really be any happier with him. His work's been terrific. And, yeah, he seems to be in the zone and he's going to have to be, um, you know, tonight's competition. It's a it's a great race when it comes to tactics and you've drawn the inside and you look like you hold the key to the race. Um, and we all know how good Leap to Fame is. Is it a situation where you've got to weigh up and take the punt and go, all right, then we'll see. We'll make him work and see if he can outstay us. Um, and most likely he probably will, and he's proven that over his journey leap to fame. Or do you take the punt and say, okay, we think we've got the quicker horse here with his turn of foot, and we'll hand up to him and see if we can get him on the sprint lane. Um, has it been a few sleepless nights trying to weigh up what option's best for your horse tonight? Yeah. Obviously there's a few horses drawn between us and leap to fame as well that might have a say in what happens with Typo, C.R.R. and Curly James who have got reasonable gate speed, so... They might chance to run early as well. So um, as good as it is to draw over once, Spirit of St. Louis had the same draw last year and got hammered early in the lead. So um, 
Yeah, it's all relevant to tempo, I suppose, and Kate has to make a decision. But, you know, probably the perfect scenario for my horse to win is, is probably to follow Leap to Fame, especially over 2,700, and try and beat him to speed. Well, that's the problem, isn't it? If everyone thinks you're going to hand up or a chance of handing up, everyone thinks, well, why don't you hand up to me? Um, and to be fair to them, horses like Curly, James and Typo, their best chance is finding the fence, Andy. So it will be interesting to see what happens there. I guess it wouldn't be a bad option if one of those horses does hold the front and then keeps leap to fame to their outside. But then you just got to wait and hopefully they'll get to you the sprint lane. It's a... Uh, um, it's a tough draw for Kate to work out tonight. Yeah, it is. It's a good draw to have. And if you had to pick your barrier draw, I'd still pick barrier one. So, um, yep. you know, he's got opportunity to make his own luck. And, um, yeah, we're not saying we're handing up to Leap to Fame. It all gets down. But, you know, if we've got Hammond early, then Grant comes looking as well. So, you know, we're probably going to have to fold and let him go. But if he's catch waves sort of led pretty comfortably the first two or 300 metres and Grant was out there working pretty hard, we'll... You know, Kate will say, well, well, you can stay out there and keep working. So, yeah, it's all relative to what happens during the race. He's a He's been a wonderful horse. He's the Miracle Mile champ. But where is he at at the moment in your eyes, mate? Yeah, I, I think he's um, I think he's in his Miracle Mile character fire form, just going by the way he is. I thought his Ballarat Cup run was terrific. Um, you, you know, we had to make a choice for whether, whether we went forward or back. And we know probably going back. Quality's chances of winning, but you know, run unbelievable half and cover an extra 40 metres and come through that run really good. So, um, yeah, you know, he's in a really good place, and you know, have to see what he done in the Victoria Cup or what he's capable of. Yeah, it's exciting to see what he can do tonight. Do you think if it was 2200 metres, you'd be far more confident than 2700 metres, or do you think sometimes that's a little bit of a myth that that he's a better sprinter than he is a stayer because I think everyone might have come to the conclusion regarding that after he dropped out in the Eureka um, yeah. and he was taken on in a way by Leap to Fame, but I don't think he was at his best then. No, he wasn't. He, he was off, you know, 48 hours late into that racing meet yeah. quite, quite as good, but that's racing. You take it when it comes. But um, I, I, you know, I don't know if I said it was only a mile and he came out one the cup last year. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it matters. I, I think good horses are good horses over all distances. Um, we know Leap to Fame, he, over distance, he just likes to brutalise you. He just gets faster and faster and faster. And he's going to be an unbelievably hard horse to beat. And if you do beat him, you're only going to beat him by a small margin. But, but if Grant, you know, had to have a pick of any horse, he just doesn't want anyone on his back. If that scenario happens, um, I'm guessing it's not catch a wave that he wants following me. Um, Leap to Fame, what price do you think he should be in your eyes? Yeah, well, yeah, I think a dollar fifty, a dollar sixty. Yeah. I think anything shorter than that in a Group One race, um, you know, this quality is too short for mine. You've been the king of the Great Southern Star since its inception, basically, and it's it's a fascinating race just to explain to our listeners out there. It's a it's a race where you're looking at your form, guy. There's no there's no horses in race eight because that's what we don't know the field just yet. You need to qualify for tonight's final with the heat. So these trotters will be running twice in the night if they can qualify. First three across the line and then it's the fourth quickest horses outside of that. Um, you're trying to do something quite remarkable and you've done this before, Andy Gath, by producing a horse first up on a Great Southern Star night. Can you do that with Majestuoso? Um, we're probably going to be up against it, especially, um, you know, he had a lot longer off away from the racetrack than Tonoto Valley did, but Tonoto yeah. Valley 
who's able to overcome it. But you never know. Quality horses can do amazing things. Um, he's been working really well. He, he trialled had a nice trial on Tuesday. Kate looked after him and down the line really good. So um, he's pretty big in condition, but I think uh, there's going to be competition too, just for leaves. You look at him, he's quite a big horse too. So um, he's quali- he won the Great Coming Star two years ago and he qualified last year by running fourth and seventh in the final. So... Um, yeah, so hopefully we can sneak his way through again and just get a good draw in the final, and you never know. So how do you analyse this race? They're back in Keying night here. I thought Mufaso Metro would lead easily here. I don't know your thoughts. And we all know that Majestuoso on his night can get out on roller skates. How do you assess the speed map here? No, it's a pretty fast front line, and yeah. I think they'll chance around too with Pizor Muscle. He's sort of been a great, quite a progressive horse and been running really good times lately in front, and... Can Ignite was terrific at Ballarat and he's been lightly raced as well. So, in the fast metro, where you know what gate speed he's got in generally his front of the field horse. So, um, yeah, hopefully there's a lot of speed early. Obviously, us being first up, we won't get sort of too involved and we need that little bit of heat early and just try and come with one run and hopefully um, either go quick enough or we can run top three to get into the final. Who do you think leads? I don't think Call Me the Breeze, what I watched in his action now, I don't think he's a gate speed type of horse, the odds on favourite, the former French trotter, even though that I thought he was pretty good there on his Australian debut. Yeah, probably don't want to speak out of school here, but Nathan was pretty confident he could lead. I was talking to him the other day. Oh, okay. He said the trial gave me a really good feel that it wants to run the gate. And I think they've got a head check on him this start. They didn't have, yep. him, have one on him at Ballarat, and he had to be a little bit careful, you know, careful with him out the gate. So... I think they'll be pretty keen to run the gate. With you're him. not out of school. That's why you're the best reporter that we've got. Um, unbelievable, Lance. I mean, um, um, Andy. So we um, we love that information. We appreciate that information. Um, what about um, Highland Vincible, Andy and Kate Gath here? When you look at a runner with that combination at a good each way price, despite the draw over 1700 meters, do you give him any hope um, in a race oh, like probably, that? Yeah. You know, the field probably lacked a little bit of depth. Um, probably had a chance last night in the Gallop South for, it, for whatever reason. But he's probably a front of the field horse. Um, it's why most of his races up near the lead. But, um, look, yeah, the opposition's not super strong. So if they go really hard early, probably bring him into the race. But, yeah, I wouldn't be having me last on him. I think there's a special here, and I need your help with the speed map. Sanday, you can't hand up, can you? I think he's a leader. Um, or in this class, do you hand up? Or do you think he might get nabbed at the start with a horse like Better Isolate. Yeah, he's hitting this sometimes at the gate, Sanday. Sometimes he runs it really good and sometimes he sort of has no interest. So um, uh, generally speaking, he, he does have pretty good gate speed. He hasn't used it for a while because he keeps having ordinary draws. But um, yeah, he's quick enough to hold it if, he, if he's on trial. All right then. So if you do hold it, will you try and stay there? Oh, I, I think so. He's in sort of career best form and he's going well. It's a big step up in class for him. Um, so yeah, I just um, always have to hand up to a fast superior horse, and yeah, I'm not sure there's no a lot of fast superior horses off the front row. Yeah, I think Triple Eight could be an each way hope. There, I think your horse is over the odds, Sanday. I think in front over 2,200 meters in a race like this, he will take a little bit of running down because um, there's not too yeah, much between no, these horses. And Tim's a troop is always a false favourite in this class for mine. Every, he only comes because he needs to travel with leaps to fame and he needs a lot to go his way. He's a sit sprinter that can't do too much work in his races. No, I agree. Every time he comes here, he goes around short price. And yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's here for one reason, that's to keep Larry happy. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, he's he's just, the, he's the stable companion, companion to leap to fame. And um, yeah, and 
it makes it makes um, Kevy feel a little bit better too because it cuts the price a little bit for the flight. So he thinks that well, if he can if he can come and make some prize money, it'll um, help pay for the flight there. And then you got Whiskey Cavalier in the last race. He's promised plenty, but probably hasn't lived up to those expectations. But um, there looks like there's a bit of there's a bit of pace off this front row. Um, yeah. Do you give him a hope? Yeah, he's probably relying on luck a little bit. He hasn't raced for a while, so he's probably table probably just driving sit screen. He has got a terrific turn of foot on him. Um, mm. He's very fast for a big horse, but yeah, he needs sort of things to go his way. And yeah, a little bit under the odds at the moment, I'd say he's probably more of a $5 chance. What's your best chance if I gave you $50, Andy? Uh, catch away. It's got the barrier draw. Each way or straight out? Uh, straight out, Gareth. Right, you are bullish. Are you more confident heading into a Miracle Mile or a Hunter Cup? Oh, no. I just I never get overconfident. Um, not only, I know the competition's great, but my horse is in great order. Um, either way, whole Matthews family clan's going to be there. We'll, we'll be there and enjoy the night and whatever happens will happen. But I'm sure um, he'll run a great race and will take a terrific performance by something else to beat him. Well, Andy, we appreciate your insights. You're our roving reporter as well. You're a big-time trainer. This is a big-time night. Can't believe... I can't um, wait to see what happens tonight. I just want to get your opinions before we let you go and just believe. I think now my time following the sport, and you've had a couple of really wonderful trotters. You've been the standout trainer, the benchmark trainer when it comes to the trotting gate. I don't think I've ever seen a horse develop as quickly as he has. I know he's an eight-year-old, but since he's been with Jess Tubbs and Greg Sugars. And they tell me now that the people of Sweden want to throw everything at him and um, so he gets there back to Sweden for the elite lot. Um, where would you rate him amongst the best trotters that you've seen in recent times? Yeah, he's up there. He probably lacks a little bit of brilliance, a little bit of flashiness, but he just keeps getting the job done. He's an unbelievable horse and you can overcome any any circumstance. And I tend to think, um, you know, those top quality horses, you know, he's a champion. He's a champion in my mind. He's probably a champion in everyone else's mind. But he can make really good horses look second rate. Yeah. And I think that's what he does sometimes. And, you know, horses like Queen Elida and that, you know, not turning her down, she's an unbelievable mare, but, you know, when she comes up against Just Believe, um, you know, it just doesn't seem quite as good. Um, and that's what those really good horses do. They just make those extra good horses don't look quite as good as they are. And he's got that, he's, he's a little bit of like a Mr. Brightside for mine in a way. I think he's a little underrated despite his record. He's looking for another great Southern star. He's won a couple of Inter-Dominions, but... I think a horse like to do what he did over there in Europe and mix it with the very best proves that I think it's great for our trotting game and to prove how far that how far we've come in the trotting ranks. But um, to see what like he's been arrogant even when he faces the breeze and Sugars has got that lovely balance about him in the gig, but it looks like he's just doing it in second gear these days. Yeah, it doesn't look like he gets um, too too stressed in any of his any of his wins, and um, you know Greg has so much confidence in the horse. He, you know, if he gets stuck in the death, he doesn't care, he doesn't panic, he just sits there and knows the horse is going to get the job done for him, and does that type of confidence in any horse. Um, you know, you're going to have to be a great horse. Is it? Uh, and yeah. and if he is, and you know, even though he's eight, he's still got all, all ahead of him. And um, Chris Elford, eight thousand winners. Did you ever think you'll see the day that someone achieves that feat? No, not at all. I'm trying to think what I've done 8,000 times and there's probably not many things no. apart from sleeping. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and it'd be great if you can do it tonight. I think yep. Quinn Light has got a live chance, um, even though it's good just to leave it, has got the awkward draw. So, um, yeah, if you could do it on a big night like tonight, uh, it'd be fantastic for Chris and uh, get all the crowd behind him. It's just, 
pretty sure it's an achievement that will never get broken. No, no one's, no one's going to be silly enough to work as hard as he has for the last 40 years. No, he's, he's, he's a champion of the game and he deserves all the success that comes his way because of his work ethic and obviously his ability. He's been able to reinvent himself a few times throughout his career as well. And he's... Um, He's he still mixes it, mixes it with the very best. Just with Queen Alita, do you think she can cross RC Phoenix? I know that at the Bendigo start, the bend came up pretty quickly, so it was a big advantage drawn the inside. Yeah. Do you think yeah. with the better starting point here that she's a chance to cross? I think she is. Uh, RC Phoenix said that okay. I'm not sure he's a flyer out, but no. Queen Alita can let um, pretty quick. So I think Chris will chance his arm, and you know he probably thinks that's his best chance of winning. Can't wait for tonight, mate. Go and get them. Uh, thanks, Michael. Always great to chat to the champion, harness racing trainer, Andy Gath. It's 20 minutes past 11. This is Race Card on this Saturday morning. It's great to be with you. We'll take. Live on SEN Track, this is Race Card with Gareth Hall. Text in anytime on 0499 736 736. And for all today's tips, head to the Track Hub on the SEN app. In a chariot that's riding on a record. So give us a call if you want one three hundred or today I should say one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. Let us know your best bet on a Saturday. When I need to hear from you one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. We'll send us a text oh four double nine seven three six seven three six. We'll mark a bit of our race card at Caulfield today. David Taggart likes Lost. It's five dollars into two seventy. Looks tough to beat here. Um, I agree with him. I think Lost would be mighty hard to beat. Race two, I I like Dumbbelieve in each way. Race two, number three. Smoke and Giant um, into 280. We did have a chat to Peter Moody today. He says this horse has got above average ability, but he's a big horse. Rail out nine metres, whether he'll be suited to Caulfield or not. That's the question mark. He did tell us that the stable mate, Fangit, should be a little bit closer in the market at $19. Might be a... An each-way play. Um, Nick Ryan all over Johnny Rocker. He said this horse has trained on beautifully first up uh, since its first up effort. Um, and I think that he's a big chance here to go one better today. He's into $1.75, Johnny Rocker. He's probably rock bottom now, but it does look his race. And Knees has been clearly the best back filly and two-year-old in the chairman stakes. Um, she was excellent the other day at Caulfield before going for a break. Coleman's very good, but, um, yeah, Neza looks tough to beat. If she's going to be competitive in a blue diamond, any of these horses are, they need to be winning this. Scampi's kept safe at $7. Counter-offensive would be your leader, but for how long? That's a question mark. Um, race five's a tough race. I'm leaving it alone. Um, race six, Grand Promenade. There's a good push for that galloper for Shane Jackson, but Herman Hess, surely this looks its race Fourth up this prep, Craig Williams rides from a low gate at $1.95. Race number seven, um, Dublin Journal. Benny said gave it a good push in each way price at $6 for Team Hayes. Does look a nice race for it. Rotarataki is the best mare in this race, the Bell Main race eight. Now, Matty Williams said you just have to be a little bit cautious because she's probably not wound up as she was this time last year when she won this race but her class might get her over the line. Mickey Gannon was keen on penthouse each way for Matty Dale that's had good support. Jungle Jim was tags as tip in race nine, but they're coming for Midtown Boss. Looks well above average and was impressive the other day. And Jimmy Starr looks definitely the horse to beat 
in race 10. In fact, they continue to back him. Blake Sheen and Kira Mark combining from a low gate. It does look his race. So that's the story there at Caulfield. And at Rose Hill today, um, we've got the rail out six metres. We're on a good four now. In the midway handicap, Johnny Sargent's confident with Trice or Trees. Um, we'll go forward. Molly Burke takes the ride. His new apprentice does look the, the, the horse to beat. I'm with Prost. It's been solid enough in the Canterbury Stakes to date too. Wadey. Traffic Warden's done nothing wrong, um, but they've come for Fearless and they've also come for King of Rousseau. But I think Prost can win. I liked his couple of trials of recent times and, and his run on debut was very good uh, behind Espinach in that first two-year-old race of the year. So I think it'll be going very close. Um, Lady Laguna looks tough to beat just on facts and figures. She just looks better than her rivals there today. Um, uh, Alan Nia at $5 and Celerity at four sixty. I think they're the two fillies to play in the Witten Stakes. Celerity might be the best horse to come out of this race, but whether it's just a little bit too early for her um, with no race experience on her side, um, but she looks above average for mine. Lady of Camelot's the favourite. She She's the favourite because she looks like she can lead and run with the rail out where it is today at Rose Hill. But I think the others, if they can settle close enough, can give her something to think about. I don't mind Sky Out each way in race six. Kira May indicated that Sky Out's the best chance each way for the stable there at Rose Hill. Um, race seven's a tough race. They're coming for so risque. He's probably been the best back galloper for Lindsay Park and Nashville Rilla. They bet $11 at the start of the week. Now into $4.60. Um, race eight, the weekend preview team were keen on powerful peak. They gave it a good push. It's been a little easy in the market there. Infatuation, Bjorn make it. Baker made infatuation his best bet of or his best chance for the day from that stable. She's a daughter of I'm Invincible, and she does look well-placed here. Our Kobe son looks the, the the good thing of the day. Rock solid at $1.95. Angela Davies has just got a, a wonderful record, um, and I think it'll be tough to beat. And in race number 10, the last race on the program, the Black Cloud at 270 has been well-supported. Mickey Gannon is keen on Steffi Magnetica, if we mark our race card there. Um, I agree with him a little bit. I think she was probably a little unlucky there the other day at Flemington. She ran a big race to finish second. They were going to scratch from this race because of the draw, but Bjorn would have done the form and it looks like it's going to sit up a bit better for her today. So there you go. She could be the play race 10, number 13 at Rose Hill. That's marking a race card there at Rose Hill and at Caulfield today. Let's take a quick break. On the other side of it, in fact, we'll take the news. Adam Hamilton to join us next. Hi, Nick. Come on. Welcome back to Race Car this Saturday morning. Great to be with you. What a day of racing. Caulfield, Rose Hill. Love the two-year-old races. We just went through that. Um, and then you've got... Good programs at Eagle Farm on the parks track there in Adelaide. I'll mark our race card at those two venues along with Ascot towards the back end of the show. But Adam Hamilton joins us now. Um, it's been a big week for Adam. Hello to you, mate. It has been. Uh, seems like yesterday we were together over there at uh, Ellerslie for Karaka Millions Day, doesn't it? But uh, what a whirlwind. The week's just flowing by with a tremendous build-up to, uh, to one of my great passions and, and yours as well, this... Um, 
Harness Racing's night of nights in Victoria, the uh, the Hunter Cup night. It's uh, it's a strong night. It's a great night. I don't think we've had a better card of harness racing in Australia since, uh, well, since well before the pandemic anyway, Gareth. Yeah, I totally agree. And uh, Just to explain to our listeners, we just had Andy Gaff on there just before and the the great Southern what Stars. Say? What did he say? What did he Catch a wave's his best chance. Um, yeah, what did he say about tactics? Well, do you know what? I don't think he wants to give too much away because he's in a difficult <laughs> predicament because you've got horses like Curly James and Typo and they're thinking, well, if you're going to hand up to catch a wave, you should be handing up to us and we're going to force the issue here a little bit. Um, but mm. he doesn't want to, like, that's what happened to Spirit of St. Louis. Spirit of St. Louis went well last year, but he was blown up because he was a sit sprinter and everyone wanted to go, okay, then if you're going to sit behind one of these horses, you, you need to sit behind me. So... Dixon holds that Dixon just goes and does what he wants, really. Um, and he doesn't have yeah. to push the button at the start. So, now it'd be interesting to see tactical tactics wise what they do here because horses like Curly James and Typo, they probably got to put all of their um, eggs in the one basket because they're, they're not winning if they're not getting to the fence. No, they're not. Um, but, but with respect to them, they're not winning if they hold the lead either. Are they? No. Oh no, no, no. Oh, Catchaway would Catchaway would certainly have some sort of hope of of winning if he held the front. But probability wise, I would think he'd have a better chance of of trying to you know just trying to dive bomb leap to fame for sheer speed at the finish. And the other thing you've got to consider with Catchaway is that you know yes, this is a massive race, but just around the corner is the Miracle Mile, which he won last year, and the single most suitable race for a speed horse like him on the whole calendar. So do they want to go to war tonight when his absolute grand final is four or five weeks away? Yeah. Well, they might not have another choice, like if there's speed up front. So, And I don't think he's... He can't... He can't... Unless he gets away with a really leisurely lead time, he can't hold the front and out... Like leap to fame is going to outstay him. I think he's proven that over time. So, um, yeah, it's going any, to be any f- chance. Any chance one of those others gets across him at the start? I but, mean, it seems to be assumed no. No, who's going to um, cross him? I can't. Um, well, look, they're both quick. I mean, Curly James is very, very fast, isn't he? But um, and he's got a little bit of little bit of space. But then again, there's there's speed inside him. So it would seem very unlikely if, yeah. if catch a wave begins as he normally does, um, it, it just shouldn't be an issue holding the front. It'll be a matter of how long those, you know, those mid-range horses with gate speed like Typo and Curly James want to run with him and, and find out if there's any chance he'll hand up to them, which I think would be a big fat zero. I think the best bet nearly might be Max Delight the place. Yeah, Nathan Jack was... Uh, Nathan Jack was hoping that uh, that they would want to hold the front on Catchaway because he said, you know, the way the old boy's going, having won a Victoria Cup previously, he's he's probably back going as good as that now before the little yeah. hiccup last start. And um, you know, sitting leaders back, he'd be a tremendous place chance. But three pegs, he's a place chance. We know these these races. I mean, if you've got Leap to Fame in front and Catchaway on his back, it's going to be an utterly, utterly peg-dominated race, isn't it? And Max Delight would be three pegs. Yeah, and I think the way that Dixon has to drive a race to make sure that he doesn't get out sprinted by Catch a Wave, 
means it'll be a dominated race on the pegs, and that'll suit Max Delight down to the ground. I know that he had Dixon's a heart fibrillation. He's got to be running at the 600, doesn't he? Yeah, correct. He's got to be, he's got, like he did in the end of Dominion, he's got to be, you know, pedal yeah. to the metal at the 600 because he, you know, he may still win if he sits up, but he gives catch away. But he plays to catch a wave strength if he's not, if he's not flat out from the 600, I reckon. What about, um, so I'm with the straight trifecta. In uh, leap to fame, catch a wave, and and um, Max Delight. How do you see the punters making money out of this race? Yeah, look, I I I think the um, very similar. I mean, I think you're not going to get super rich on it. But, uh, I think leap to fame will win. Um, I do give catch a wave a you know some small chance of beating him. I think the market's probably pretty close to correct. You know, something like a dollar forty. can't see anything else winning unless the races run unexpectedly Um, and then I think Don't Stop Dreaming could get into it I've got a tremendous opinion of him and you know both you and I had a bit of a chat with Mark Purden about him you you just get the feel that even though he's he's still on the rise this horse you get the feel talking to Mark that he he thinks he's absolutely the real deal don't you? Yeah I but I think he's 12 think months away. Yeah. Yeah. I think he'll win the chariots, and I think he'll run a terrific race tonight. But um, just the way the race shapes, it's going to be incredibly hard for anything to come out of the running line three wide and make the sort of ground necessary on on a budding champion. And he is a budding champion, yeah. Lisa Payne. Outside of those those races... Well, we'll go to the Great Southern Star, Just Believe. Do you think he wins his heat? And Chris Elford, oh. he's one away from 8,000. I thought he was home there last night with the Statesman. Um, <laughs> the Statesman? Yeah, he's got to draw. He's got to, he's got to lead with Queen Alita. Whether she can cross RC Phoenix, that's the big question mark. But regardless of that, I think they'll burn too early. The scratching of Omready Jet means that Just Believe um, is one horse closer. Um, and he's got a, he's drawn inside the second row, but he'll be able to get off pretty easily because I don't think Macho Murray will keep up. Um, I think Just Believe just wins his heat and then wins the final. I don't know what you're thinking. No, I think he'll win the final. I think he's um, he got beaten in the heat last year, and I think he's a little vulnerable. I think, you know, sort of others have got their chance. He's in the strongest heat. Uh, he's got two quality quality trotters, particularly RC Phoenix, who was able to be on the pegs. Um, you know, broke the track record winning the Maori Mile at uh, at Bendigo, uh, really on the rise. Not in his class, not in Just Believe's class yet. And and Queen Elida, well, I, I think there was glimpses of, of her being back to her best last week. Um, I know it was a joke race and they walked and it was a sprint home, but I think she, she looked like she got her killer instinct back a bit. And I know Chris Elford felt that was the case so he genuinely thinks he can he can turn over just believe tonight uh, but yep. she will need to lead to do it um now i said to him do you think you can get across and it, it, look he gives himself a huge chance of getting across if she gets out as quickly as she did in that last round of heats up there in brisbane in front over the short in a heat with the final a couple of hours later she's my bet for the night Okay. At value around five fifty, Gareth Queen of Lighter. All right then. I'm just not sure. I I don't know if she'd be able to get to the front. Um, 
And well, I if she doesn't, she can't, she can't win if she doesn't no. get to the front. And I just think there's Sorry. something special about Just Believe. It's a bit like how Sugars drives him. He, you just don't know how well he's going because he's just been – looks like he's <laughs> just been winning in second gear. Well, I think he has been. That's the that's – that's the scary part. Um, but we're going to find out if there's a third and fourth gear, I think, in the heat. Um, and then the final, well, we know he just, yeah, he'd run three times in a night. He's just that strong and seasoned. So um, I don't think anything will thrive more on racing two and a half hours later again, like Just Believe will. So I, I really think he'll win the final. Um, but I do think, like last year, he's a little vulnerable in the heat. And, you know, it's all about odds and value, and I just think she's worth the gamble at five fifty. Put it this way: there's no chance I could be taking a dollar fifty or whatever it is for Just Believe from that draw. Yeah, oh, I, think, a... I think he'll start closer to two dollars, Gareth, in the heat. There you go. Do you? Well, that's money for you. I reckon you'll get a buck eighty. I reckon you'll get about a dollar eighty. There you go. I like a few outside. Well, I'm of... not. I'm not offering it. I'm no. Just... <laughs> Well, I'm you've got. Saying, oh, you probably could after Captain Wilson won at sixty dollars yesterday. So you're still counting your cash. They tell me. Um, little something on him, just little something. Oh. Great, great Kate Gas drive and mm. terrific training performance to resurrect him by oh. Pete Thompson. So the rich get richer. Quite a buzz. All so. right, we'll we'll quickly go through this. We'll mark our race card at Melton. Race one, I'm not playing. I know Darren Carroll says he's best bet on the program. I guess you got to play now because he's a genius. Major thinker. Race one, number nine. Yeah, I'd be I'd be with Major Thinker, but you know, I'd three dollars is rock bottom. Yeah. You know, race two. I think Mufasa Metro leads. If if that's the case, I think he wins. But they tell me, call me the breeze. They're confident he can show some gates being in the lead. So that just dents my confidence a bit. Yeah, I, I think at the shorts, I think it's you better than I. Call me the breeze. Whether it leads or sits on Mufasa Metro, okay. I think it'll just win. Okay. Um, I loved what I saw. They've made gear changes. It's come on a lot. Nathan Jack said you'll see a lot sharper, more tractable trotter than you did. And he, let's be honest, I mean, he chased home and made ground on Just Believe mm. last start. Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty keen on him. And uh, I, think, I think he's going to add a stack to our big trotting races, this European import. I'm with Just Believe. You're with Queen Alita in the third race. Um, yeah, at the value. Yep. Yeah. Race four, like uniquely ideal. I thought its run under circumstances wasn't too bad the other day. Back against her own sex, longer trip. Um, I think she can win this. Your thoughts there? Yeah, I'm. I'm with her. I'm just. I'm just disappointed that I was uh, unconscious when uh, when the markets came out and they bet as much as eight dollars. So, oh, what's the price is she now? Three dollars or something. Um, uh, $3 into about $3 or $3.20, okay. I think. Perfect yeah. class. $8 I think, I gave. Yeah, anyway. Perfect class, eight, um, won't be $8. I think it can hold the front. Money for Captain's Knock. Um, Lewis Dreams, an this interesting is runner. It is a good race. Frankie winner Ferocious. Gets guaranteed run. Yeah, winner gets guaranteed run in the Chariots, Chariots of Fire. Yeah. Um, you're, you're Jason Grimson's man. Apparently, he's telling the world that he'll win... He, he might win the Chariots and he'll win the Eureka with this Frankie Ferocious. Have you heard the same thing? No, I haven't actually, but... Um, I don't it's been hundreds into $5 to win the Eureka. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> it probably, it probably, it's probably, it'll probably happen. I've never seen anything like Look, him. 
was just going to need luck yeah. from inside the back row over the sprint trip tonight, isn't it? But um, huge, huge wraps on it, cranky, ferocious, but perfect class of quality horse. I mean, he's sort of come from... Yeah, I think being, he's a real deal. Yeah, he's sort of come from being maybe third pick of, of Emma and Clayton's three-year-olds last season to possibly the, the best of their four-year-olds' hopes towards the Chariots, but we're waiting to see Petrarca and the Lost Storm back as the Chariots gets pretty close. Um, I like one triple eight each way. I'm hoping Sande holds the front. I think he can. The old boy can sprint lane to victory there in the yeah, pure steel. Oh, yeah, he can. It's an even race. Um, look, I think Tim's a trooper was a little stiff, not to get in the hunter calf. Not going to make a big thing of it, but you know he looks right back to his best. It's never easy from those draws, but I think the best version of Tim's a trooper would have a little bit over these. All right, then in the final event. Good luck there. I think it's wide open. Pass. Pass. Yeah. I, try, I don't like saying pass, but I've got no idea to finish that. What's your best? Like, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I Well, at the shorts, call me the breeze. At value, um, Queen Elida and something in between them, Tim's a trooper, I reckon. That's, that's my sort of, that's my playbook, if you like, for the night, Gareth. Go and get them, brother. Can't wait to join you tonight. Racing.com and Trot's Vision and Sky Racing will be extensive coverage, but especially on Racing.com um, for that big coverage tonight Never of Hunter Cup night. Never seen more people on a coverage, Gareth. No. Never seen <laughs> yes. more people on a coverage. Yeah. It'll be, uh, it'll be sensational. Covered all bases anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's going to be terrific. Um, you're the star of the show getting those um, pre-race interviews in the parade ring and capturing the the emotions and the excitement after the race, mate. It's great to have you part of it, headed up by Ryan Phelan and, and the madman Mick and part of the coverage as well with Bronte and Kristen and Shannon. And what a what a lineup it's going to be, mate. I'll, uh, when is it? Just after 6 o'clock we kick off, I think. Yeah. All right, mate. Well, hopefully you get a word in. I'm looking forward to it. See you, mate. Wish me luck. See you, mate. There's Adam Hamilton. Let's take a break and we'll wrap up race cards straight after. Live on SEN Track, this is Race Car with Gareth Hall. Text in anytime on 0499 736 736. And for all today's tips, head to the Track Hub on the SEN app. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. Welcome back to Race Car. We're marking your race car at some of the other venues. 0499 736 to join our conversation. Um, gee, man, I used to love Nights of Glory back in the day at the Valley when Shaker Maker and Safe and Sound were running. Yeah. Seems like yesterday. I miss those nights with Pack Valley and Good Harness Horses running them. Um, um, yeah, I agree, Glenn. Um, that's a good text message. Good morning, Gareth. You got another winner like you had in the Ballarat Cup? I think the best is for mine, um, Triple Eight each way. I think you can play that, that pace of there tonight. Um, Eagle Farm, Chris Nelson, race three, number 10, Artful Girl. Captain Fenkel, race five, number two. We can play that, pay, uh, Galloper. I'm getting confused with my codes. And race six, number 13, Lenick for Eagle Farm there. That's Chris Nelson. Um, at Morpherville today on the Parks track, Placer, race eight, number four, is a play there for Heath Pope. Will he be a fact as one of his best bets, race four, number seven? And in race seven, he likes San Lucidio. A Lucido there at 380. 
But we're also playing snapped off in that race because Mitchie Lewis says it'll run a big race, even though she's been a little easy this morning, now to $13. So that's a good race there. Um, and at Ascot today, we're playing a couple of horses there as we mark our race card. Queen Nardi is one of the better bets all day for our great mate in Terry Layton. So that's race nine, horse number 12. Weapon Son, he likes in race number six, I think. Yep, race six, horse three. I think he can play each way. No apology in that race. Have something on that galloper. And he's also keen on Madame Magic there today. I think Madame Magic might be um, race eight, horse number eight, Madame Magic. So that's the plays there from Terry Layton. I also think in race seven, have something on four, swear to God, each way at that particular meeting. Um, and our great mate in Michia Bay, like one at Meadows, I think it was race three, dog number one, Maximum Moorland at the Meadows there today. Um, so that could be the play there, Maximum Moorland, race three, number one at the Meadows. The afternoon team led by Miles Fitzner. And David Taggart, they're about to take you through afternoon of racing. You can join their conversation, 0499 736 736. Tags is pretty keen. He's got to get in nice and early. Lost is the horse that he likes in that first at Caulfield, which isn't far away. Perfect conditions right across the country. Hot days across the country as well. So make sure you hydrate and slip, slop and slap and um, back plenty of winners. But you gamble responsibly. It's a terrific day and night of racing across the three codes. You can listen to all of our tipsters and our analysis by subscribing to um, Winners with Gareth Hall, with your local podcast subscriber, also with uh, Giddy Up with Gareth Hall. You can listen to all of our um, experts and all the participants over the last couple of days heading to a big weekend of racing. That is it for Race Card today. Hopefully you're back plenty of winners. Tags is ready to go. Um, the magic man's ready to go. They're going to tip the card. Tags has got a special after listening to Peter Moody this morning. Unbelievable. I tell you what, you could sell ice to an Eskimo to Tags. He's easily persuaded. Have a great day. Gamble responsibly. Enjoy your afternoon. I'll catch you again 8 o'clock on a Monday morning for Giddy Up. Gareth Hall signing off. The magic man and Tags straight after this.